Welcome to the Tom Castro Shooting Academy podcast. You have now entered the next level. I get it though. Listen, man. Uh, so that was another thing that I wanted to uh, to say. What what did you like? Basically, what was your? Were you planning on putting a lot of work into last year to see how it went, or was it just like how, what made you decide to push pretty hard? Because you pushed pretty hard last year. I remember seeing you at quite a few of the matches. It was like fifteen major matches. Fourteen of them I went to with my gear. So. That's really insane. Uh, no, actually, all fifteen I went to with my gear, including Area Two. So, right, you now was that? Do you were already planning on shooting those, or were those just to spot do the sponsorship situation? Obviously, no, they were all. I didn't. I think I shot two club matches last year by accident. <laughs> right, like <laughs> everything else was a major. You'd right. think that would relate to like a really great performance, but <laughs> unfortunately, I was spending so much time actually doing the match stuff. I didn't spend a whole lot of time on myself. But yeah, um, yeah, no, that was. I saw where the Wi-Fi stuff uh, two years ago, I started doing some of this Wi-Fi stuff and realized pretty quickly that this can be a huge improvement to the match experience for both the shooters and the ROs. I mean, you know, the stats people too, but yeah. you know, I didn't really care about that. Yeah. Um, it was more about <laughs> the improving the, 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 the feel for the match for the competitor and improving the, the efficiency for the RO and it makes it a better experience for them too. So I was like, you know what? I was like, we can do Wi-Fi that is just exists for this match. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars per match to have this stuff. And I was like, how can I best relate this to clubs that don't want to spend the money? Because I did for area eight, I had an IT nerd, right? Like Mark uh, Evans, absolutely awesome dude. And he was like, no, I've got all that shit. He's like, I got some battery packs. I was like, well, how much money do you need? Cause I just want to put the money aside for you. Yeah. And he spit me out a number and then gave me some of that back. And, I, and we had Wi-Fi for the match, but what it made is our, our staff for that match was able to pull all the scores and then push them. No, I think we did it live that year too. We used a, a hotspot. So we did it live that year as far as pushing straight to practice score, mm -hmm. but it showed me, you don't need this entire like infrastructure. You just need a couple of access points and some battery packs and you're up and running. Uh, so I, I went and I bought, you know, an entire set of, I bought 15 iPads, um, 15 of the commander timers, uh, battery backup packs. I got, I think it's like 10 access points and some bridges and stuff like that. And I just started going all over the country, setting up Wi-Fi or uh, yeah, I guess all over the country, but mostly up and down the East Coast, South Carolina to Maine, and set up their Wi-Fi and show them this is the future. This is what mm -hmm. we should all be striving for at our major matches. This is how you can do it. And I, so I made a real hard push last year, dragging all this stuff out and showing it to a bunch of matches. And I was real excited this year when I when I started warning people, it's like, hey, I'm not traveling around like a lunatic <laughs> next year this year is like i need to spend some time enjoying the mat the shooting myself right um they were like well you know what was it you brought and i was like oh, oh god just a couple access points i went out to area two and i was like look i was like i i want to come out and i want to support you guys i was like but what i don't want to do is ship you know 100 pounds worth of batteries out there <laughs> i was like what can mm -hmm. we do to make this make sense and they were like well Give us a list. We'll buy the battery packs. Can you help us put it together? Absolutely. So I went there, helped them put it together, brought my access points. We set out all the, the internet up and they had live scoring. So, you know, I, uh, uh, I got matches in New York, matches in Maine. Uh, you guys down in South Carolina have yeah. all stepped up and are doing your own thing. And it's 
absolutely amazing. That's oh, what I is. wanted. So people are like, oh, you know, we kind of got our own thing going. I was like, oh no, it's what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you awesome don't want me to come drive oh, down there and spend no. thousands of dollars? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so, awesome. um, but I do have, I do have the, the tablets and timers and I still have all the stuff. So I'm still supporting the, the local, um, the area eight stuff near my house. Um, but what I'm also doing is like, I got a area seven asked if I come out and set the Wi-Fi up again. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that this year. I was like, but you know, I, I'm getting a transit case this year and I'll ship you the tablets and the timers. You guys use them to your heart's content. And they were like, Oh, that's awesome. I was like, yeah, that's my sponsorship. And they're like, yeah, that's, that, that would be great. So mm-hmm. shipping tablets and timers and, you know, and this they don't is have- like, I mean, this is one of the things that we talked about, like kind of at, at our dinner was leading the way instead of just talk people bitch and complain and, and stay a bunch of shit, but never actually do anything with it. So it's like, that's why I told Todd, I was like, dude, we're doing something next year. Like we're going to do it. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to just sit here and talk about it. I'm going to do something about it. So that was one of the things that was like, that's kind of one of the reasons I'm glad Todd kind of invited you on because I was like, dude, this, you are the reason that I was like, you fuck are. it, let's go. Like, let's go. Yeah, and I now know, I'm right? like, screw you, you son. I actually, I think the last <laughs> time I talked to you, I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I think that's how, that's how you started off every text message we've had. Yeah. Like, you're an asshole. Yeah. Bill, <laughs> Bill, Bill, told me, Bill told me to get a sponsor guy, and I'm like, Tom. You want me to get Tom? <laughs> well, yeah, because and that's a thing that uh, match directors uh, oh. they put on themselves too much, and they don't hire out positions. Like we had that this year, sponsor coordinator. We we, we still have yeah. that this year, though, Bill. Like Todd, he called me the other day. He's like, "Dude, I'm not talking to any sponsors next year." And I said, oh. <laughs> "Why are you talking to sponsors this year? Why aren't you just sending them to me?" He goes, "Well, I just," and I'm like, "Todd." This yep. is where the nervous <laughs> breakdown comes from, brother. Just send them to me and I'll talk to him. So then the worst part is, is once he's talked to him, I'm like, what did you say? I don't know what you've talked about. <laughs> yeah. so oh, God. Year, it's all Tom. <laughs> now you so, need now you need Salesforce to coordinate your efforts. Right. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who's looking for no. a free match? It's well worth it. Come on ask, in. <laughs> ask Tom how many times he texts me. Hey, what's the link to the sponsor area? Again? Oh my like, god, really? it's terrible, dude. The sponsors, <laughs> the, the, that's another thing. Is like the other day I had to talk to him, and, and this is like I don't think people understand like how it works. Like there's so much with the sponsorship that has nothing to do with the match and so much stuff that with the match that has zero to do with sponsorship. So like I'll message Todd something and he'll message me back. And I'm just like, dude, how many spots do we have left in the match? I want to make a post and like try to sell it out. And he's just like, uh, we're down to 40. I'm like, all right, cool. I don't see that. I don't see how many people are signing up unless I go to the practice score link. So it's like, there's a separation where I'm like, Hey, I want to make some posts about the vendor error about this or that. And it's just like, if you don't, like aren't working well with your match director and vice versa, you have a lot of separation in things. So it's like, and it's been great. That's one of the reasons why I've, I mean, I've worked with Todd like this for a while now, but it's just like, I could imagine if you really don't like each other. And I know of a specific match that I went to last year that the match director slash co-match director didn't really like how each other was doing. Not that they didn't like each other, but they didn't like the way they ran like in different ways. And I was like, Ooh, that would be brutal. That sucks. Yeah. There's <laughs> there's some matches out there that cause a lot of drama for themselves. Well, I, I take that back. I don't want to blame it completely on matches. It's it's individuals. You 100%. can have mm-hmm. you can have a match that's awesome. Yeah. And, but the individuals within that match are causing their own internal drama. 100%. And it 
and it, it can bleed over and cause like heartache between between clubs even not just yeah. between people will not want to come to the match but between clubs and it's it's so it's so heartbreaking to see these guys not be able to get above their own egos yeah. I, I try I not to take anything personal when it comes to that kind of stuff like because it's 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 supposed to be fun it's supposed to be a hobby and if i turn this into a job i'm out like if i if i literally turn oh, running matches or match directing oh. at all into a job i'm out like if i start <laughs> to get frustrated i don't want to do it anymore because like even my local match i i caught myself caring a little too much right like i didn't want to cancel this third sunday match and i'm like oh well <laughs> yeah. uh, oh well like i'm not it's not my job I don't get paid to do it. So whatever, if it does, people don't step up, it just doesn't happen when I'm here, I'm here. And if I'm not here, we just lose a match and it's up to the shooters. If they really want that match to step up. So when it, when it comes to that stuff, you may. So I ran, I stood up a club here in Delaware for a little while and we started off setting up the day before, because that's what makes a really good technical right. match is if you set it up the day before. And eventually it got to the point where it was just me and one older gentleman, buddy of mine, Cliff Ward, were going out and setting up the match. And I think it was, I think it was the match we were setting up and he hit himself with the swinger by accidentally activating it. And then Ouch. shortly after hit himself with a steel popper Ouch! in the head. Ooh. Oh, not the head. That was my arm. And it dropped him to his knee. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm done doing this day before setup stuff. Right. And I, I told everybody, I was like, listen, if, if you want a stage, if you have an idea for a stage, come and set it up because we're not doing day before anymore. Right. And we did have people come out and turn up the day of early to, to set up stages. It was a little hit or miss in the beginning. And it was mostly because it seemed like people were like, Oh, it's gonna, Oh, it's, I got to stand in this empty bay or put something on the ground. Right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, and we went from you know the first couple of matches being delayed about an hour, right, to starting the match on time because we started getting more volunteers that showed up and set the match up. The day before thing is always, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I have had I have had quite a few people offer to come in Sunday morning, um, and so we're gonna have to do that eventually because I'm not gonna keep doing this by myself if I don't have help. Like I said, I had help this time; it was great, saved me quite a few hours. One of the reasons why I try to set up the night before is I want to shoot, right? Well, I want you to want to train shooter. on your deficiencies right. is the problem. I, I, I want to be a shooter. Then. <laughs> I, want, I don't, I want to be a shooter. I don't want to be a match director. I do a match directing because who's going to do it. Right. So I match direct. I do enjoy building stages, not the labor part, but designing and, and, I yeah, really you don't, enjoy that. You don't look like a real labor intensive liking guy. Yeah, no. Yeah, because I don't hair's do done a little too nice. Your beard's all ruined. I got them construction <laughs> hands still. Look at yeah, that. Look at them. Look. <laughs> but I, I just um so like we've had a lot of guys. Some of the issue with that though is they want us, they have to come in like a lot of them don't live close or an hour, sometimes a little bit farther to come and shoot our match. So they're like, hey, if you can start the match at nine or nine thirty. I'm like, we can do whatever you guys need to do to get a match going. The problem is, is you start 930 in Florida. <laughs> you don't finish till 233 o'clock and it is disgusting out and nobody, you know, you start basically losing shooters because they're dropping out because of heat and everything else. So when we start at 830, we're done with our match by 1230. I mean, we, we, I run a tight ship when it comes to like, I make sure I pay attention to the stages. I don't put a 32 and a 12 next to each other. So I really pay attention to that. We, we actually are very consistent with our matches. We're almost always done by 1230. Something but, I 
something I've seen be successful is a match director will come up with an idea for a stage, sketch it, and throw all the equipment into the bay and be like, build it or something similar. I'll be mm-hmm. around later to check to see if there's illegal illegal targets. Like- I, have to, I have to start doing that more. I just, it just takes a lot of time to build, like to draw that shit out or even put it on a piece of paper when I could just come over and put it up, but I get it. It saves me from having to labor. So I'm going to have to do some changes with, with that. But again, um, you'll be, you'll be coaching. You'll be passing yeah. the information on. Hey, you, know, you guys did a good job, but did you see this shoot through from this position? Right. Oh no. Yeah. How do yeah. I fix this? This is how I fix it. What do you guys think? Oh yeah, no, that works. You know, yeah. Yeah, I think that, I mean, I think that's the path I'm going to have to take. But I mean, like I said, it, it and the, the, I guess that it's not that I don't have volunteers. I just don't have volunteers when I would like to build the stage. So that's eventually has to change, right? Because you can't make their schedules work with yours. It's yeah. easier to make your schedule work with them. <laughs> but again, so. even if you did a mix, Tom, and you set up a good couple technical stages and then left three stages for other people to build. Yeah, th- this just stresses me out, dude. That we're not going to get it. Like, I mean, it's already a pain in the ass you're to get. Stressed the t- out doing like, it, and you're stressed yeah. out not doing it. What the yeah. hell? It's just I want to make sure that it's ready. Like, it's so nice to walk in on Sunday morning. So I, I I'll leave it. Let's just say the other day I left at eight thirty, got there at seven o'clock in the morning, hung all the targets, and I was still started the match a half an hour late because of the pads. Because, you know, that shit takes time. I had somebody who ran. I had a volunteer stats person, Todd. I'm not fortunate enough to have seven slaves like you. I had one. So um, it's just the way it works. So we had some some pad stuff that was going on that I had to, eventually I finished what I had to do and then kind of had to step in and kind of figure it out. Got the pads lined up, handed everybody pads and, you know, we rock and rolled. But it's just like, there's a lot there by yourself. I mean, there's just a lot. And it's just, people don't like, and I want to shoot. Like I am not, an effing match director for this sport. I want to shoot. Like that's why I'll never run for office until I'm done shooting. And I don't even think I'll run for office. It's not worth being bitched at, but you can never be right here at all. But it's just like, you, you just spend all this time putting your effort into the match. And it's just like, I don't know, just a whole lot of dudes standing there like, Hey, where's the pad? Where's the timer? You know, like F you dude. I'm ready to get started. Yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the same. It's the same chuckleheads yeah. that are getting in their car to leave and are like rolling down their window, going, "Hey, your scores up yet?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As you as you're carrying the wall to the Connex, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Like, yeah, my favorite is we've been running four or five squads just because we don't have enough to fit six up. And I'll finish my last stage, and I'm going to start breaking down a stage. I'll have people walk into the bay, talk to me as I'm breaking it down, and then walk out. I'm like, <laughs> Todd, I don't know, man. You got to look, I've, I know I have literally driven around on a four wheeler telling people to go, Hey, I need you to go grab those walls out of that bay. Hey, yeah. I need, Hey, what are you doing? Nothing. Go get this shit. Like I do that. I will definitely be that guy. I need to so. become that guy because yeah. So let me, let me give you, Bill, I want to give you an example <laughs> of something that I go through uh on a regular basis that i have for for whatever reason i seem to have this core of five or six people that will break down the state like put everything away so everybody will tear it down put it on the trailer and then i drive it so they don't have to carry it right so you would think oh cool like uh, i'll meet you there no no not at all so they leave five or six people stay and help me tear it all down and we have very specific spots where i mean you can't screw this up like 
red fault lines go in this row, uh, walls go here. I mean, you you just don't think you could screw it up, right? So I come into a tornado almost every single next week when I finally get back to cleaning everything up. Steaks don't go in steak buckets. They're in the middle of all the stand. I mean, you know, same old shit, dumb, you know, shit that just is ridiculous for an adult. But the other day I had four or five of actually a couple of them weren't there. Didn't even come to the match, but I had three or four people that were actually my regulars that always stick around. And they looked at me and they go, dude, you need to, you need to say something. I go, I'm tired of being the asshole. You say something like I'm done being the asshole. Like I'm no, good at not. this and I'm sick of it. I said, I'm tired of yelling at people about shit. You guys say like, something. No, no, you're not. No, so, so <laughs> I go, okay, Tom, I'm done yeah, being a dick to yeah. people online. No, I don't Let's have just to make shit up. <laughs> no, I, so, I mean, dude, another guy walks up the weekend before and I built five stages by myself. I put up 10 swingers and activators and all this crazy shit to make this awesome match. And there's a piece of steel, two pieces of steel that were like 90 degrees to the berm, right? So you would shoot it, you know, obviously before the 180, but it would, you could get ricochets if you stood next to it. Guy looks at me, knowing all the shit that I done, all the work that I put into the match, he goes, hey, Tom, we, you should put some barrels there so no one gets hit by the, by the ricochet. I just looked at him and I go, go get barrels. Like, what the f*** going, like. These are grown adult people that are like, hey, dude, you're going to be my bitch and do all my work for me? It's like, oh, man, I get so frustrated with lazy people. Sorry. Well, so, so I mean, this isn't for everybody, but you've, you, you've got five guys that help you put everything away, right? That's good. Here's my question, Tom. What have you done for those guys? Good question. I need to figure it out. I, it, can be something, I need to figure it, out. it can be something as basic as buying their lunch. Right. Yeah. Like, hey, let's all meet at the diner. I mean, this is what my local guy does. We yeah. all meet at diner and, and they buy us lunch. And I, it wasn't that way to begin with, but he wanted to find a way to show some appreciation. He knew we were all everybody was meeting at the diner to have lunch anyway. So we were the we were the last table that got seated with everybody wearing their cool jerseys and everything. Right. So, I mean, it, yeah, find some way to say thank you to those guys specifically, because as much as you're burning, you're feeling this whole like burnout thing they're going to pick up on your attention. And, and, and if you don't say thank you, they're not going to want to keep participating. Yeah. They'll, they'll keep doing it, but they won't just. Well, well, trust me. I definitely am verbal with them and always tell them, thank you. Yeah. There's no way in hell those guys get out of my sight without a thank you. Every single time I tell them, I, and I, I will literally tell them like in front of, well, the five people that help, like you guys don't realize how much I appreciate you. Like I, I do see what you're doing. You know, it's just so this, I'm going to bring this into a new topic, Tom. So how long have you got, how long have you been running this match down there? Two years. Okay. What have you, what have you heard from USPSA as a thank you? Oh, Jesus. This is but a terrible topic, there. Bill. I, I'm not- just saying, now, hold up. No, I, I'm asking because it's nothing. I know it's nothing because I've done yeah. all of these roles myself. Right. Yeah. And this is a point that I've been making to, you know, the different area directors all the way up to the people that, you know, that are on the board, you know, multiple people within the board is like, Hey, you guys really like something small is going to mean a lot to people that have heard nothing from you, except, you know, Hey, where's my $75 affiliation fee? Hey, you haven't paid your dues. I can't post your scores yet. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's that, that feeling that we get as match directors from the top, we need to not spread that down. And that's all I'm trying to say. Even even at the state and section level, if you guys are finding a way, like when I ran the section match, I, I whatever, I'm tooting my own horn, but when I ran the section match, whatever money was left, I, there was like, I don't know, like three grand left. The 
the mat, the local matches in the Virginia, Maryland mat, uh, area uh, that actually had people show up to help staff the match from their club. We cut those guys a check for their club nice. to spend money on poppers or paper or whatever they needed yeah. as a way to say, Hey, thanks for you guys showing up as a crew to help stage one of my the staff, one of my stages. Yep. So. That's some of the things that we I've done since we talked last time and I'm getting ready to institute one of them is I've, I've always made sure I had water. I'm buying lunch when I can. If like we're doing setup and we have to go out for lunch, I buy it. Right. Um, like I said, always make sure you have the water. You treat them good. They get the free stuff. And one of the things that we're just now going to do for our IDPA Steel Challenge and Cowboys, because for all of those, you have to go out the day before to set it up in USPSA. So if you got to go there the day before, you spend four to eight hours on the range helping set up a match. You get 15 or 20 bucks. There's no, up, yeah, it's not worth your time. So we're going to do a raffle for a gun or two at the end of the year. Every time oh, you show that's up, a good idea. every time you show up, um, you get an entry into the raffle. And at the end of the year, we're at least giving away a Glock. Um, I'm going to try for more, talk to some people, maybe like you, give some gift certificates away or stuff like that. that that's actually, not, that's actually a really good idea, Todd. And that's, yeah. that could be a, for the sponsors that want to support the camaraderie yep. and, you know, the uh, volunteerism of our sport, that would be a great way to, you know, get some people on yep. board and be like, hey, we it's, got, it's going to last an entire year where you can give it away at a banquet at the end of the year. You're going yep. to get and a sponsorship for a year instead of four days. Yep. And it's not, I'm not going to sell it as you're sponsoring the club. No, you're sponsoring the setup crew that sponsors the match. Because really, that's what it is. I'll put your banners up at the matches. I'll talk about y'all. I'll do the social media posts. But you're really sponsoring the setup group. Yeah, I like because, it, man. That's a good idea. Yeah, and I'm I one club in the area. I saw one of their posts that they kind of did the gun thing. But I was talking to Tom. I'm like, I'm going to take it to the next level and talk to sponsors to sponsor the setup crew themselves. So there's more incentive for that. Cool, man. So, so let's, I'll get into the little bit of spicy about that topic with the USPSA support. Um, we have a pretty big match coming up here in a few weeks. Not a single post has been done to share our match. We have 19 vendors or 18 vendors. Sorry. I was trying to get 19. I don't think that's going to happen though, but we have 18 vendors uh, that are sponsoring the match. We have, which some of these companies actually give USPSA quite a few prizes. Um, the last post that I saw about South Carolina was an event that had nothing to do with USPSA. And they shared that damn post. And I was so pissed that we have not had a single word about our match. And we have been posting about vendor after vendor after vendor. But USPSA has a lot more followers for hmm, USPSA. Why are they not sending out information about we're the first we're the first match of the year. We're the first big level two match of the year. Why the shit are we not talking about our match? You don't have to like me. You don't have to like Todd. You don't have to like anything we're doing. You don't, but, but God, Jesus, man, like where the hell is it? Like what, what is social media USPSA social media for? If we don't post matches, I, I did just, it really infuriated me, dude. Cause I was like, you gotta be kidding me right now. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> they're, 
is a separation between the org and the actual sections. There's a there's a pretty big separation because we're affiliates of USPSA. Yeah. So we're franchise. Right. So they kind of do their own thing, and if you want special attention, you kind of gotta. I, I don't even know. Like, I mean, I've seen them share some things and occasionally something I've done has been shared, but it's not, you got to kiss. It ass. doesn't seem to have any kind of consistency. Oh, and I don't, I don't know if you have to kiss up. I don't know what, at what level you have to, you know, glad hand somebody to get them to share a social media post. I wouldn't bother doing it. I don't yeah. care that much. <laughs> I've heard there's sponsorship packages too the, that you can purchase and they'll share your post too, but I've never confirmed or denied that. Well, no, there absolutely is. There's, um, I mean, you, like, for instance, Hunter's HD Gold is the official eyewear of USPSA. And he pays uh, sponsorship to have that be his title. And that's a normal thing in the mm-hmm. sponsorship world of other sports. So that's not unheard of. But the, um, the separation of the USPSA as the org that runs nationals and what they share is so much different uh how to describe so whenever i do a sponsorship thing whether it's for go fast don't suck or for you know a match i always set a limit so you saw i had six i had six uh partners last year Mm -hmm. and that was it and i I had some other people that wanted to kind of jump on board and i was like i'm sorry but no and here's why and they were like oh that's actually i get that i I respect that so when i do it like a, a match you'll see a match it's like we've got 12 stages we've got 24 stage sponsors and i'm like you got 12 stages how does that Mm -hmm. make my stage sponsorship worth my time and um you know stuff like that so finding a way to anyway so i think what uspsa might be doing because i don't i don't really get into the nitty-gritty of sitting there and hashing out all the minute details of this nonsense but (laughs) i think it might be a lot of they're trying to cover what they've promised for sponsorships because they do have set mm-hmm. limit on what they, you know, accept as sponsors for their, the national level matches. And then sharing our stuff is just kind of not, I think the one time I did, I did note that USPSA shared one of my social media posts. It was because I was at nationals and I said, thank you to a bunch of the sponsors that had banners in the background. Yeah. And that got shared. And I get that. I get why that would have been a share. Yes. My stupid meme with the dildo in it, I understand why that didn't get shared. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I'm realistic about this. I, I kind of yeah. get why they don't share our stuff. Um, but it's, there's some other things that have been pushed down to us that I, I thought were kind of nonsensical. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. I just got, I get I even get, got their own extra. Account. I just get frustrated that we have the separation. Why do we have a separation? You want us to push USPSA and and make the sport grow because it doesn't grow from USPSA. It grows from us. It grows from our clubs. It grows from me talking to new shooters and treating them with respect, not just sending them to USPSA's website and say become a member. No, but like, it, it, there's been a disconnect. I know, but that needs, how do we fix that? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. There, there's been a disconnect of what USPSA thinks matches can do for themselves. And the thing is, is if you do run matches expensively and, you know, you, you run a $60 local match or something like that, or, you know, you do a $200 uh, level two or something like that, you can, you can potentially earn some money off of that. And as an affiliate of USPSA, you absolutely have every right to do that. 
you're using their rule book. That's what you're paying for the affiliation of the rule book and be able to say that it's a USPSA match. Mm-hmm. So whatever money you make off of that is your business. And there was a time where the leadership of USPSA couldn't understand why we weren't making gobs and gobs of money off of our shooters coming to our matches. <laughs> and, it, and honestly, it's like, because we don't do that. We wouldn't want that for ourselves. Why right. would we do that to our, you know, our fellow competitors? I They're wouldn't charge my buddy 60 yeah. bucks to come shoot six stages. <laughs> what yeah, the no. hell? <laughs> We're still just, charging the same $20, man. Like I don't think people yeah. realize that there is a lot of non-wealthy people that shoot this sport. No. Like not everybody that shoots this sport is uber rich. Um, and I, I like, I think there's a lot of people out there that like the staff reset conversation, those people, they have more money than others. There are people like me who pick up brass on the ground still. I mean, I'm not a range chicken. I'm not picking up 38 super because I need that specific round, but I will pick up a shit ton of brass and then go separate it because that's a couple hundred bucks in, in cash in my pocket that I don't have to buy. So it's, those are things where. There's a big separation, and I don't know if that's just because they don't have to pay for matches when they go to matches, or or what it is that separation. But you start cutting into that, you start traveling around to all these matches and start adding it up. Yeah, I mean, I, I know there's local guys. I just had to raise my price to twenty five bucks for yeah. my local match. Right, I've been holding on for that for two years. We went through COVID, we went through all this bullshit, and I didn't raise my price until now. Right. And I, and I had to, because there's a lot of waste. I wasn't going to raise my price, but I, for three fucking months, I told everybody stop throwing shit on the ground. Stop throwing no shoots in the garbage. Stop taking no shoots home. Stop taking stuff. It all costs money and I'm not going to pay for it. And yeah. they kept doing it. So I said, okay, 25 bucks, you know, Sorry, there guys. You go. Yourselves. right. right. Um, and it sucks because I, I, I still hate it, but it's like, look, this is, this is how it works. Like it just, I'm not paying for it. So I'm not going to lose money doing this sport. Yeah. So I mean, like I, I said, no, I, don't get me wrong. I lose a shit ton of money doing this sport since I don't win anything. Even if I win anything, <laughs> Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> you get two really nice trophies. If you yeah, win because you right. won your division and you won your class, right? Like, right. Well, no, no, no. You only get one. Well, that's, I'm not a GM, so I still yeah, get two. So. Right. So for, for me, for me, it's like that whole participation trophy. I got first place in GM, but I got high overall also. So you only get one trophy. And the guy who actually got second gets that participation trophy first place. <laughs> I remember the first time that ever happened to me. A guy gave, guy won um, high overall. Anyone, I think I was master at the time uh, in carry optics in a steel, like a steel match or a fall over steel match. And I walked up to him and I tried to do it super quiet, which, you know, I'm not the quietest person, but I was actually was pretty quiet because I was like, hey, man, here, you can have this trophy, too. And he was like, no, no, it's cool, man. I, I got one, but that one's for you. I go, bullshit. I took fucking second. Take this fucking. Ch- I don't want this crap hanging on my wall. I didn't earn that. You know, I did hear of a mat, uh, a recent IDPA match that did something like that. Like they, mm-hmm. they gave away whatever the winner of the division and then they gave away first, second, third, second, third, fourth. And I was like, no, it's not, no, it's not I know the, in USPSA, it says you get all of the trophies that yeah. you've earned. Mm-hmm. And if you won high overall and a first place trophy, you're supposed to get both. Yeah, and yeah. that's not a what law they do, enforcement and a high lady, whatever yeah, you got. But USPSA um, doesn't even do that. USPSA has got it to where now if you win high overall, the person that took technically second gets first overall in the match. Yeah, that's what they do. I'm not kidding. It's happening a lot. I yep. that's retarded. They just did it over here at the Florida State. I saw a guy who took se- technically second. Was that the steel? Wait, was that 
that was uh was that uspsa or was yeah, that U- uh, no uspsa FCA. nope uspsa oh so i was just i was like okay uh I, but they've been doing it a lot now and again it's how, how could you be proud of that knowing you got second like there you'd be surprised how many people are pretty excited about that first place trophy even though technically they got second so it's um yeah. winning is winning is a is a real son of a bitch to some people <laughs> it tests that integrity very quickly <laughs> that winning and losing will test your integrity very quickly but um yeah man i'm uh, i'm excited for this match i'm excited i, I i'm actually like I'm chomping at the bit to get to work. I know that sounds really dumb, but um, I'm going to come in a week early. Todd and I are going to, uh, I'm going to make Todd work out every day that I'm there. It's going to yeah, be awesome because he never works out. So he's going to just absolutely be waddling everywhere. It's going to be oh, great. Good. So between his, you know, hypertension and and his physical exertion, he's, he's pretty much Todd. You're up to date on your life insurance. Yes. Do me a favor. Send me your social. I got something I need to do. Actually, what you need to do, what you need to do Open is make sure that policy. you make sure you have a backup plan to get your shit back in case he croaks. Uh, <laughs> it's got a return label. I'll pay somebody to put them in a box. Oh, that's awesome. I'm staying at my house. He can get it back to you. Did you already, did you already send all the banners yet or no? You still working on them? No, no. Um, I actually had printing your big ass banner, Todd. I ran out of material with only two feet left to go i was like oh fuck. shit so and then i had to fly away for three days so tomorrow oh, i'm man. going to buy two more 160 foot rolls of banner material and oh, mesh geez. banner i got a match asking for mesh banner so oh so what do they do with the mesh banner they just is it let the wind through better or what is that for it's a misunderstanding of the product is what it really is so mesh banners do allow a better visual of you be able to see if there's somebody downrange or not which is nice yeah yeah. you don't get as clear of an image of what's on the on the banner right but um there's a misunderstanding that that they're designed to be blow through with the wind and really they were only designed to be more lightweight when they're hanging big ass you know 60 foot banners off buildings and shit right right and i mean it does let a little bit of wind through but i mean people just have their preference that's what they want and i'm like well i can do it how long do you need it to last because i'm not hemming these damn things i don't got the sewing machine for it (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome well that's awesome man well i appreciate you coming on todd you got anything no i'm I'm good i just appreciate everything bill does for the sport and what he's done for this match this year because he does i don't think he realizes how much the conversations i had with him last year that you had with him in the dinners that are really going to impact the match this year. And I learned so much in three days last year than I probably learned from anybody else or could have just because you're around for that time. So I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, last year for sure, you definitely, um, I didn't realize how deep you were into the sport. So like that, like yesterday or like when we had that dinner, I was just like, holy shit. Like he's really been involved. Like what an idiot. So was yeah, that- like, why does he even, why does he even have a social life? Oh, he doesn't. He makes fun of people on the internet. Oh uh, yeah. It's like, I, I use that old, that old, um, find the next sucker thing all the time. We're always laughing and joking. People are, I was like, yeah, that guy's an idiot. He actually wants to learn how to RO, you know, like shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> he right? to learn how to volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> and there's people actually out there that believe that to their core. Like, why right. would you ever RO? I did right. it once. It was terrible. Yeah. 
Yeah, that old, uh, you know, got to get your certification thing is hilarious because some of the best ROs I know are not certified ROs. <laughs> some no. of the worst are the certified guys. I mean, you, but, you uh, still hear them out on the range once in a while, you know, tell you to uh, ask you if the if you understand the course of fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst. Or, or which way are you going to go? Yeah, which way are we going to go? Like, <laughs> because, you know, you can Gas only believe up. the shooter that they're going to do the thing that they think they're going right. to do with a buzzer. I know, goes right? Out. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. We had, we had some of that at the last local match. I was working with a guy, and um, he asked the guy, where are you going to go? And I said, look, you don't do that. Like, you're just there to hold the timer and give the safety command. Safety first, and then, you know, just all you have to do is know if he goes left, hang back. Wait for him to go right, because he's going to go right. You just know the stage. <laughs> And it was good. Like again, it's the mentoring somebody, right? Like hope you know, and, yeah. and you learn a shit ton from it. You know, you don't have to chase them around with a timer like right. this. No. Exactly. Especially yeah, exactly. with the AMGs. just do this ten feet back. Right. You're good. <laughs> I mean, teaching somebody just to look at the timer, click, like understanding how the microphone works, and that you look at the timer when the guy's shooting the last shot, then you can see if it clicked or not. Like just that explanation is missing in a lot of the. Tom, Tom, Stuff. Tom. How many times? How many times you've been on a range at a match and you saw somebody do something? They covered the ejection port of their forty Glock with their hand and <laughs> racked that round into their hand, and a you were lot. like, <gasps> "Yeah, a lot." And you yeah. really had to try very hard not to go. Yeah. Don't do that. It's stupid. I don't say shit. I don't say shit. <laughs> yeah. It's not my business. You want to lose a hand? It's not. It's not. And you know, because I remember the last time I said something to someone. They go, yeah, but it's fine. It's good. Look, see, I catched around. I said, okay, sounds good. And I just walk away. Next time they unload, I just back up just a little bit. I tried. Yeah. I just back up just a little bit. Adjust your safety glasses a little bit. Centered up. Fingers in your ears. Back up a little bit. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, uh, you know, everybody get your phone ready. (laughs) So. But all right, guys, well, Bill, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. I feel like we got a lot of great information on out about why you uh ruined our entire year you're welcome uh putting this match <laughs> together now and um all right guys if you have any questions hit me up in those comments and i'll see you on the range